and Engate gets up on his feet and gets the rebound. Here coming out, Jesse Trick, number one. Six, three. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Siouxland Ballcast. Uh, really the only podcast to uh, get your Siouxland Conference basketball news. Um, I am Aaron Hange, joined once again by Jesse. Jesse, what do you got to say to him? Hey, everybody. Glad to be back. Just another episode of Siouxland Ballcast. Yeah, we got, uh, got a lot to cover today. We'll try to do that in a sort of respectful amount of time. Um, but I do understand we probably do have a lot of listeners uh, headed down to Des Moines from their uh, Northwest Iowa towns. So, you know, maybe, maybe this will give you a little bit more of a uh, ready to go feeling and maybe we can take our sweet time with this episode. Give you a little bit of content on that long, long drive down to uh, Des Moines. Marvel, I will say as a um, University of Iowa student who uh, is from Little Rock, Iowa, it's not that long. <laughs> it seems long now, but wait till you get. I don't know. Out. Highway 20 is the most boring drive in the world. I'm just saying. I'm not going to confess anything to the cops, but maybe someone would like to watch a movie on the way home sometimes so when they're driving home on that road. Or listen to your favorite sports podcast. Yes. Listen, please don't watch. Uh, that, that'd be, that'd probably be a better idea. We won't have video on this. I can see Aaron on the video, a little bit of uh, behind the scenes. We're doing a little special Zoom meeting here. I got a, got a wave into the camera for the feds. Hi, feds. How are you doing today? All right, let's let's get this started. Um, we're going to start back um, in the sub-state games, really, on every Northwest Iowa's team, or at least uh, the uh, districts where there were Siouxland Conference teams. Maybe they made it, maybe they didn't. Uh, just kind of how they got to this, the state tournament from their last game. Uh, we're going to start in class one. A, uh, we have rims and St. Mary's taking on new Alfonda, uh, the rankings. And of course this is, um, as of now. Um, so new Alfonda is ranked fourth in class one. A while rims and St. Mary's is ranked three. It's kind of rough when you have a top eight teams play each other in sub state. Always want to try to avoid that, but that's not always the way it goes, especially when you're in a very uh, good area of the uh, of the state. So uh, in this one, Remsen St. Mary's actually started out with the lead by five. Um, actually extended that um, six more to extend it to 11 at halftime, but they really almost choked this one away. Um, Noel Fonda came storming back in the third quarter. Uh, the score of just taking the third quarter was four to 16 in favor of New Alfonda, but uh, Rems and St. Mary's kind of regained itself and uh, got the win in this one. Yeah, I think they were kind of um, shocked. I don't think Rems and St. Mary's has uh, had many close games this year, seeing as they're still undefeated um, this far into the season and into the postseason. So, yeah, they almost crapped the bed there, but they pulled through. <laughs> Yeah, part of me was kind of hoping we'd see at least one Mustangs in, in the uh, in the state tournament, even though this one really just copied our logo and this made it blue. But it's whatever. Um, but yeah, so we're going to take a look at some stats real quick. So New Alfonda actually shot six more times in this one, but they just didn't shoot it as well, which is a big reason why they lost. Um, they shot 44% from the field while Remsen St. Mary shot 57 um, they also 
I guess neither team shot great from three. Um, they shot eight of 23 while Rem St. Mary shot five of 13. Um, Jesse, anything else really stick out to you in terms of stats? No, not really. Um, yeah, just a better field goal percentage from Remsen St. Mary's, but in most of the other categories, um, just kind of looking at it. Um, yeah, it, it seems pretty evenly matched. In fact, New Alfonda had a lot more offensive boards. Uh, they had eight compared to uh, Remsen St. Mary's two. Um, but yeah, most of these categories, it was pretty evenly matched and I can see why it was a one point game. Yeah. Uh, then just taking a look at some uh, individual stats. So leading score for New Alfonda, they had two in uh, Carter Seavers and Jaron Vanderhoff. They both had 10 um, Carter coming back next year and Jaron's career, at least for high school is done. And then uh, Caden Meyer and Jaron, once again, leading in rebounds uh, and then Trey Jungers and assists. Meanwhile, for Emerson St. Mary's uh, Jackson bunkers, the junior had 13 points. Uh, Kale Ortman had six boards and he also had six assists. Um, yeah, it's kind of good look, good, even um, matchup for both teams. And uh, well, Rem St. Mary's came out on top. And it looks like these two teams actually met last year and it was a 20 point game. So uh, maybe Remsen St. Mary's underestimated them a little bit, but yeah, they, they squeaked by, by the skin of their teeth. Yeah, yeah. Great, great matchup right here. Um, private school does come out on top, uh, but either way, public or private, I, w- I will probably be cheering for Ems and St. Mary's as they head back to state. I think this is year six in a row. Wow. Yeah, um, they always team, seem to be the team that's kind of like the second tier team where like they're good and you should probably put them as like a three or four seed, but no one really expects them to win it all. But maybe I'll change this year. Yeah, so far they uh, they kind of just exist up there, and so they're probably trying to make a name for themselves in 2022. Absolutely, they were there. Uh, yeah, I think it's year six because they were there when we were there, and they have not left since, so that's that's good on them to be cheering for them. Hopefully, if we don't see them win, we can see a public school win, but best of luck to the, to the Hawks at State. Hopefully that means they'll be pretty comfortable up there too. They've seen the gym a few times. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, first time you walk into Wells Fargo Arena, it's a, bit, a little bit nerve wracking, but these guys have been going every single year. I'm sure they're used to it. All right. Um, moving on from that one. And once again, good luck to the Rem St. Mary's Hawks at state. We move on to class two, a sub state one where uh, we already talked about this game, but now we kind of have some context to back that up and uh, central lion versus Cherokee, Washington, I'm sure most people know by now, but uh, to start the game off, Central Line was up six. Uh, this was really a big game of runs. You'd see Cherokee, Washington kind of get back into it, and then Central Line was like, oh, you cannot have this, you cannot have this. And then um, second quarter, uh, Cherokee, Washington actually beat them in the second quarter by two to make it a four-point game at halftime. And then we see in the uh, second half, Central Line really pulls away and uh, gets the 17-point win. Yeah, I'm really shocked here. Uh, field goal percentage. Um, yeah, we have a over a 20% differential here. Uh, Cherokee, Washington, only shooting 31.6%. Central Lion shooting uh, 54.3%. Um, yeah, Aaron and I were both in attendance into the, at this game. Um, great one to watch. Uh, great game for Central Lion. They really look comfortable out there. Yeah, yeah. Um... 
that kind of surprised me a little bit. If it seemed like Cherokee Washington would just go completely cold, and then all of a sudden they're hitting like three threes in a row, but then of course they go back to their old ways, which 31.6% I think also speaks to their shot selection. I feel like they were not taking great shots. It was always like from 30 and guy in their face. Well, central line for a majority of it kind of either fed the post or drove. There were some threes in there, especially by Mason Girlman early on. But uh, uh, I think this just came down to shot selection. Yeah. And um, just looking at rebounds here too, uh, Cherokee, Washington actually had surprisingly a lot more offensive boards than central line 14 to six. Um, but then Central Lion, of course, caught up in defensive rebounds with 29 to <laughs> Cherokee's 16. So, uh, yeah, Central Lion with a lot more boards on this one, but um, hopefully uh, heading to state, the offensive boards, um, which I guess they are shooting a much higher percentage here. So I'm sure that factors in as well. But, um, yeah, I'd still like to see them crash those offensive boards a little bit more aggressively. Yeah, there's definitely some things to take away from this game for Central Lion. And uh, even in a 17-point win, um, I'd say, yeah, defense and rebounding were a few frustrating things in there. But, you know, they got they got time to clean that up. I mean, from this point to, uh, well, Monday, it is Saturday right now. <laughs> well, at least they've been down in the stadium watching the girls, um, Central Lion girls again, season uh, ended today. Um, state runner-up, uh, shout out to them, heck of a season. But, yeah, Central Lion boys have uh, been down there soaking in the atmosphere. So, um, hopefully, that'll make them a little more comfortable. And, um, yeah, hopefully, we won't see any slow starts from them. I know that's been a little bit of a struggle um, throughout the season. They're, I mean, they're ranked number one for a reason. They're a heck of a team, but they, they really just get off to some slow starts. So, hopefully, um, kind of being down there soaking in the atmosphere, practicing in some different gyms, uh, they'll get a little bit of a – advantage there and they'll be ready to go uh come monday yeah absolutely this is really a special season just for the school in general um as both boys and girls teams make it down to state so obviously girls get to go first and a great season by them uh central line usually is celebrating at at this point with the the girls team they usually make it down there quite a bit but it's really special to see both teams get down there and uh really for central line to go and practice at Dallas center Grimes. Um, that'll be really fun for them. Um, not going to give a source cause, uh, yeah, but yeah, that, that should be really fun for them. And, uh, Jesse actually looking at this, did you realize that Zach Lummer had a triple double? I, I did not honestly. Um, yeah, no, I really, I wouldn't have known that watching the game. I mean, he had a good game and he looked comfortable out there and I mean, he was dishing the ball. So I'm, I'm not all that surprised, but no idea. Yeah, it's it's very rare to see a triple double in high school basketball because you obviously you got quarters that are four minutes shorter than the NBA and stuff. But no, that's really special. I had sixteen points, um, eleven boards, and twelve assists. That is really special. Yeah, it was a heck of a game. Uh, yeah, a lot of players saw um, just themselves hitting their stride, and I hope they just grow on that uh, coming here in a few days. Yeah, so, uh, so leading men for uh, Central Lion. For points, it was Mason Groman, primarily thanks to that insane start. I think he had 11 after one uh, and ended up at 25. Um, then obviously we had Zach get uh, the, the parts of his triple-double to lead him in that. And then uh, for Cherokee Washington, uh, Will Luger had 14 points. 
Um, he also had seven boards and three assists, which led the team in all that. Um, let me figure out what number he is. Cause I want to figure out who, uh, was shushing the crowd after, uh, Oh, it was Mason Carver. You want to guess what his stat line was, Jesse? <laughs> Not all that impressive. I don't recall. <laughs> One for seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, they were, uh, you know, I, you, you love to see the, the confidence, but you, you kind of need, you know, the performance to back it up. And it, there were some talented shooters, um, clearly. I mean, any team that can beat Western has has a lot of talent, but I I think they probably should have shown a little bit more skill before, uh, yeah, some of the stunts they pulled. That's pretty funny. Um, anything else to add for that game? I should be I should be good to go. No, yeah, I'm good to go. Uh, it's fun watching it live, and yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, congratulations, Central Line, for making it here. But uh, you know, job's not done. We got some going on on Monday, and then hopefully uh, Thursday, and then hopefully Friday. Yeah, let's hope there's three games left to play, and um, yeah, best of luck to them, and let's uh, let's avenge uh, what we saw today at, with the girls again. Awesome, fantastic season. Um, yeah, but let's, let's, let's bring home the, the hardware. Let's knock on wood, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, this team really is special. I truly do hope, um, they win the state championship. Uh, it's, it's really a change of heart in myself. I see. Cause when I was, uh, when I was back playing some ball, I did not like these guys very much. Just like, kind of like the football rivalry, kind of like how Boyne Hall and Rock Valley have it just like, you know, also, this is my the number one team I'm really cheering for this year, at least. But uh, that it has a lot yeah, to do with. Yeah, screw that uh, Jay Shrick kid. He's a punk. <laughs> Man, they need a they need to win this for Zed. He should have been the guy bringing them down here. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's. Uh, yeah, to any Central Lion listeners, let's just let's especially the players. Let's uh, let's remind you that there's one game Monday, and as of right now, you've got one game on your schedule. So. All the focus goes there. Uh, don't jump the gun on that. Let's, um, yeah, let's show let's show Monday why uh, number one team right here. Yeah, absolutely. This is uh, you're focusing on Red Oak and you have no clue who else is past them because you just you got to stare at Red Oak and you got to take it to them. And and don't don't make assumptions. I I would guess that a lot of people on this team thought they were going to be playing Western, um, <laughs> and that that did not happen. So. Uh, yeah, not too many assumptions going through your head as you're preparing. Um, yeah, one game at a time. Yeah, really just uh, experience is the best teacher. And uh, let me just give a message to Jace if he's listening. I'm not completely positive, but hopefully. Uh, but just like anyone, even uh, everyone on Central Line, everyone on Rock Valley. Um, back when I went to state, we were like so pumped because if we win the first game we play north lynn and we want to take it to jake hilmer we want to take it to everyone on that number one ranked north lynn team but we found don bosco and uh and they beat us in a, in a close one and so like we i think we were too focused on that second round but uh yeah that's you, you got to focus on what's in front of you because round two is not in front of you you have no clue what round two holds you just got to go out and take it to them round one well and this being a monday game too um, if you pull out that victory, I mean, you got plenty of prep time between a Monday and a Thursday game. You got no school to go to. You got 
your, your life is basketball for the next few days. So, um, yeah, plenty of prep time there. So don't even. And don't even get me started on what happens if you lose. You'll be depressed. You're going to have to take antidepressants. <laughs> You're going to hold on to that state qualifier trophy. You're like, man, this is garbage. <laughs> Definitely not speaking from experience or anything. Um, but, yeah, good luck to Central Lion. And uh, we'll be cheering hard for them down in Des Moines. Absolutely. All right. Uh, moving on to round uh, – not round. Class 2A, Substate 2. We have Rock Valley taking on Esther Lincoln Central. We also kind of went over this one, but now we have like some context behind it and this absolute massacre by Rock Valley. Um, so Rock Valley started this game up 19 to 7 after one. So this really was over before it started. Uh, they didn't lose a quarter until the fourth quarter, which was 10 to 7, which is probably when the JVs were playing each other. But yeah, just take a look at this third quarter. They're already up by enough. And then they put on a 26 to seven quarter. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know what, what you would expect to happen in a game um, where your opponent shoots, shoots three from 17 from three point. Um, it, it was just rough all around. I mean, Rock Valley literally has double the field goal percentage as Esterville. You're looking at 31% to 59%. That there is no, I'm going through, I mean, rebounds are pretty close, but most of these categories, it looks like murder. Yeah. Um, so according to BC Moore, Rock Valley was a 10 point favorite coming into this one. And uh, they really did a little better than that. Um, it was actually one point away from being strength wise, their best game of the season uh, went away from the 37 point win over unity Christian. So like this, they're definitely getting hot at the right time. Um, and just a really, really good win for Rock Valley. Yeah, they're really, they're really hitting their stride here. And uh, yeah, they're looking pretty dangerous right now. Yeah. So we're just going to take a look at some of the team stats real quick. Uh, it shot two more times than us from Lincoln Central, but hit double shots. So uh, their field goal percentage was at a 59, while us for Lincoln Central's was at a 31. So that's not great. As Jesse pointed out earlier, uh, they shot the same amount of threes. It's just Rock Valley tripled the amount of threes made. So that's rough. Three percent from three. That's uh that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And then you take a look at the effective field goal percentage, which just shows like all around, like how good is this team shooting? How smart how smart are they taking it? Are they shooting it good from deep? S for Lincoln Central shot at a 34.5%. Rock Valley shot at a 69 nice percent. Nice. <laughs> uh, I guess the only only bad thing about this was their uh, free throw shooting. They only shot three for eight. But at the same time, they only let S. Lincoln Central shoot for all game. <laughs> I think those were pity. <laughs> <laughs> I think the refs were like, oh, man, they, they haven't shot any yet, have they? They just gave them a few fouls at the end. They felt bad. <laughs> they had to they had to turn off the running clock so they could celebrate a little. <laughs> yeah, then we got I mean Rockfell out rebounds them by eight. They quadruple their assist total. Uh same on steals, one more block, three less turnovers. It's just every facet of the game, Rock Valley was better at for Lincoln Central. Yeah, it was not even close. Uh, taking a look at the uh, individual stats, we have Bryson Van Grothry's 
uh, leading the way for Rock Valley. He had 25 in this one. That's pretty impressive. Uh, Sam Reberty had 11 boards, and Caleb Katz had four assists. And meanwhile, for Estville Lincoln Central, Blake well, Blake had 15 points, which was almost <laughs> half. Um, he also had six boards, and Owen Larson had two assists. Um, and, yeah, their three leading scores in this one are all seniors, so that's tough. Yeah, a lot of a lot of stat lines from a lot of seniors. So both of these teams are going to look very different next year. Alex, yeah, out of all the leaders for every single category, yeah, Rock Valley, they're all seniors. And then for Estelle Lincoln Central, they just got Owen Larson is the only really returner that can lead in some categories. So, yeah, very different teams next year. Other than that, I mean, I'm hoping Rock Valley gets the state championship. Um, we'll cross that line if we get there, but, uh, <laughs> hoping rock Valley, uh, success into this one really represent the Siouxland conference. Well, and, uh, I look forward to it and, uh, good luck to the Rockets. I'd like to say I'm proud of us for not making a single midget joke during that entire, um, portion of the podcast. So, yeah, I left in no hands. I mean, hand it to us because their logo is. It's hideous, folks. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I mean, my my guy Jesse is a graphic designer, so maybe we'll have to hit up uh, Estrella Concentral after this. Yeah, um, guys, there's no saving that. Start from scratch. Just to know if you can get it. Are we? Can we get away with even saying midget anymore? I'm pretty impressed. Like they've really (laughs) made it to 2022 when we can't even keep the people on the syrup bottles and. Y'all are still rocking the midgets. Like I'm, you know, respect. <laughs> I think they need to re- rename themselves to the Esther Lincoln Central South Pole Elves. A little Christmas action. Yeah, I'm thinking either that or just get a new logo with Danny DeVito. That would that would make things a lot better. I think they should. Uh, I don't know. They should adopt the ever popular Orab. <laughs> um, it's a heck of a logo. You know, I, it gets really complex because you have to make an O. Um, but other than that, it's it's just it's great. You know, you're doing it really good when you end up on national TV on ESPN for it. Or you could uh, pull a little bit of uh, the Washington football team card. <laughs> Why well, do not have one at all? Are they just going to call themselves the Sheldon basketball team? They'll change every season by sport. Well, after this game, Esterville couldn't do that because this did not look like a basketball team. <laughs> They're the uh, Esterville Lincoln Central group of people. That'll be that'll be PC enough. Yeah, yeah. There we go. We're gonna cut out this five minute rant on the Esterville mascot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you brought it up. I was like, man, we didn't even talk about it. That's that's tough. Yeah, we need to give the listeners a little bit of a break from. Um, yeah. Hey, we're not, we're not seeing them till next year. So this, this should be, we need to get our kicks This is in. the grand finale <laughs> of Estherill and Central. You guys really need to support Aaron here because hopefully there is a next year. He's again, considering retirement. Um, but yeah, if you guys just keep supporting him and his popularity just keeps skyrocketing like it has been, he'll have no choice. So <laughs> are you, you ready to move on to some three, a one action? I've been ready for a few minutes, but I just couldn't stand that logo and had to bring it up. All right. So for class three, a, we had, uh, 
Humboldt taking on Spencer. And uh, coming in, the, uh, not coming in this one right now. Um, these are a little too, too date. Um, Humboldt's ranked 17th in the state. Spencer's ranked number three. And uh, well, uh, not spoil anything, but we got got an upset alert brewing. So Spencer actually started out this one leading by two points. Um, then by halftime, Humboldt changed that. They were leading by two points. And then Spencer cut down, that down to one after three. And then Humboldt really took control in the fourth and uh, upset the Spencer Tigers as the Humboldt Wildcats are headed to the state tournament. Really exciting. Um, some team stats. So Spencer shot 0-0. Zero, zero. Um, same with three. Same with free throw. They didn't have any offense or defense rebounds. No assists, steals, blocks, or turnovers, or even fouls. How'd they score 55? We get your upset, Spencer, but you got to upload your stats. <laughs> we need a, I'm going to tweet at Spencer basketball right now. You got it. It's like the Twitter accounts that don't post the final score. Like you, you need to post your stats, my guy. It's been, let's see, 28th. It's been like five days. Got to own the L, you know, don't cry that it's over. Smile that it happened. <laughs> Even though you Give got upset. <laughs> well, don't smile about Smile at the rest of the games. I mean, they were a heck of a team until this game. <laughs> Man, they, I mean, it's just like 20 days before this, they beat S. Lincoln Central in that hideous mascot, but they just take an L to Humboldt. Well, yeah. Now, and how they played, uh, this looks like the Northwestern mas- mascot, a recoloring. Is that what I'm looking at? Uh, which one? Humboldt. Oh, Who, who's the recoloring of? That's this that's is, Kansas State. Oh yeah, this is yeah, this is just Kansas State's. They just stole their logo. <laughs> did, did they I'm recolor? done talking about logos for the night. My apologies. Don't <laughs> don't let a graphic designer on the show. I love basketball. <laughs> I really do. Uh, let's let's go over some uh, stats for Humboldt. I guess fifty six percent. That's pretty good. Um, Forty three from three. That really helps. Um, for a total of 68% effective field goal percentage. Dang it. Um, so close. Uh, free throws are not great, but, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Uh, 10 for 21. Might matter in the tournament, but for now, we're good. 12 turnovers. That's, that's, I mean, hopefully not too rough, but. So, Trevor Jacobson was the leading scorer in this one for Humboldt. He had 16 points. Um, ben. Ben had 11 boards and uh, Jacob had five assists. I don't want to, I don't want to get too far into these last names because I'm going to say I'm wrong. Well, and Caden Matson, the second highest scorer, five for five from field goal. Dude yeah. was a walking bucket tonight, girl, that night. Um, yeah. Wow. Let the man shoot. Shoot 14 shoot. points. Ball don't lie. Yeah, so we got a 63-55 final score. Um, best of luck to the uh, Humboldt, or should I say Kansas State? I uh, know Humboldt. Wildcats in this one. Um, yeah, obviously we want to bring, if we can't bring any uh, pride to the Siouxland Conference, we're hoping we bring some to the Northwest Iowa area, even though Humboldt kind. What do you say Humboldt's Northwest Iowa? Um. I don't know. I went to the University of Northern Iowa, which is very not north. So 
I guess. I mean, if someone's like, if I met somebody and they're like, I'm from Northwest Iowa, I'm like, oh, sweet. Where are you from? And they said, humble. I'd be like, mm. Mm. Yeah, I guess. Right. Northern Iowa, I guess. Yeah. I guess but, when you're as far north and as far west as us, nothing really seems like Northwest Iowa anymore. You know, I, I thought about this and the way I see it is Storm Lake is kind of the corner. If you're any more south than Storm Lake, I don't consider you Northwest Iowa. And if you're any more like east than Storm Lake, I don't consider you Northwest Iowa. Which is probably pretty extreme because that's still a pretty small portion of the state if you're actually looking at a zoomed out map of Iowa. I'll, I'll have to send but, you all maps of what I consider it, but okay. We'll have a we'll have a two hour uh, the next episode will be a two hour breakdown <laughs> of the state of Iowa and what we consider what region you to be uh, depending on where you live. Um, if you live if you live super far eastern Iowa, I'm not convinced that you actually exist. <laughs> Bro, I live in way eastern Iowa. <laughs> uh, Maybe not like way way east, but definitely like pretty like it's more east than even cedar falls yeah but i don't even like think there's anything past iowa city i think it's all just a mirage yeah i i kind of agree with that anyways best of luck to humboldt uh representing the uh i guess district one or substate one in a state tournament and uh be cheering for them but enough with cheering jesse what do we think is going to happen like we got we got a whole week ahead of us (laughs) we got a lot of a lot of stuff going on, man. A busy, busy week. I'm excited. And all this things and, and stuff and and happenings and it's, it's gonna be tough. Man, I yeah, I I don't know. A lot of lot of exciting basketball. Looking forward to uh, keeping up on it. And yeah. I don't so, know. I have no <laughs> freaking clue what's gonna happen. I don't know if I can say freaking on this podcast. So just go ahead and like bleep me out if I can. Uh, that, that's that's fine. I usually try to keep it. I say PG. I, I think PG thirteen could could be all right, but most no of no them. no. I don't no swearing. We're we're good clean family fun. Hey, you I can turn on if you're riding in the car. Your kids are in the car. We encourage turn it on. We're not gonna say anything inappropriate. I do. I do I interact with the. Uh, the bar still accounts quite a bit. <laughs> hey, we don't we don't condone anything they do. That yeah, is a wasteland. Yeah, come on, bar stool accounts, be better. There are kids on this. Maybe not on Twitter, but <laughs> they there's some amusing content. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> the account, yeah. hey, that the Central Iron one, it can be pretty funny, you know. Like it can be it can be all right. I probably yeah. wouldn't pay as much attention if you know my brother wasn't a senior and you know after this year i'm probably just gonna let those little high schoolers do what they're gonna do and not little you guys are grown adults i'm gonna let those high schoolers do what they do and i'm gonna politely fade into the background for all of eternity but you know just for this year i'm zoned in you're making some funny stuff i I like it jesse are you aware that on the barstool central line account they have Heck West Sioux, and then at okay. the end, 18 plus. <laughs> There's some not good stuff on there, too. I'm again not condoning it. And I don't, you know, maybe it's a series of individuals running the account. We don't know. I don't want to know. 
it's, it's just I, again not condoning the language um but i think that's a good i think they're a good part of our listenership potentially yeah and, i you know they interact with the account on twitter i enjoy i enjoy that yeah, i do enjoy their account there's some fun back and forth my my thing is like this is this is very nitpicky i'm not i'm not roasting barstool central line at all these guys are incredible but if it's 18 plus how many people at the high school could actually view their tweets like by the rules? Yeah. I, I mean, they're probably obligated to put, I don't know. Maybe they just put that to be, you know, just lay off the language a little bit. I'm not there for all the language stuff. Other than that content's great. Not going to go any further. Not going to touch any further than that. You know, just, well, yeah, I don't know. High school is like a wasteland. It's a scary place. So yeah, I mean, it's probably a it's probably a good uh, representation of what's going on there. Um, yeah, I again, I don't see all the stuff that goes out. Not condoning it, but I know they've interacted with Siouxland Ball on Twitter, and there's been some amusing back and forth there. So there's probably some good people involved. Yeah, there's really nothing really to worry about too much there when i was in high school i was number 12 on a hit list so i mean i'd i'd, I'd rather prefer what they're doing what? What? wow we took a left turn <laughs> <laughs> hey it's okay my man's brought a bone arrow i don't know what he was trying to do but <laughs> anyways let jesse the, let the record reflect um i'm not sure if this will officially be posted as an after i think this is a normal episode but this is 1126, so we're dipping into a little bit of after-hours turf here. So, uh, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen. Jesse, would you like to talk state basketball? <laughs> oh, is that what we're here for? Yeah, I, I suppose. I suppose. No, I don't right. Break down every barstool tweet from every school. So, anyways, Boyden Hall's never mind. Um, so, Grandview Christian plays Bellevue. This is the 1-8 matchup. Um, a little background on Grandview Christian and Bellevue. So Grandview Christian is ranked to number one in the state. They're 24 and 0, uh, the 38th toughest schedule out of 148. So it's not like they're playing a bunch of bums every night. Um, but yeah, they've beaten Des Moines North, a 4A school. <laughs> their their best win was a 45 point win over Gilbert, who is a uh, a 3A school. <laughs> This is a good team. <laughs> but their worst game was a five-point win over Des Moines North, who is a 4 a school. And, you know, it is crazy because all these guys they got on this squad, they're all totally local. Yeah, um, yeah. Homegrown, absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, they're just, they're just from the area. And they all just happen to be incredible athletes and really good at basketball. Yeah, it's not like it's not like when we were scouting them out. It wasn't like, oh, that guy averaged like thirty points for a Nashville team last year. How did he end up here? Oh, his parents got a new job. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, like imagine. Okay, so you have Boyne Hall recruiting, right? You you give that steroids, and you've got Western Christian recruiting. All right. If you got me this so far, you put that on steroids and yeah, you've got Grandview Christian recruiting. They do this every year. 
the the second half of their team looks a lot different than the first half because of you know rules. All their players are driving Mustangs. There's quite a bit of money going underneath the table. It's a little. <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think we're getting much Grandview Christian audience here, so I, I think this is safe. Even if so, stop recruiting. <laughs> and um, unfortunately, we've just discovered that 90% of our listenership is Grandview Christian attendees, so uh, we will be pulling this entire episode off <laughs> of the uh, – Spotify and Apple stores and anywhere else that it may be floating out there. So, um, yeah. And Aaron just retired. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, who they're going up against is uh, Bellevue. They're ranked 19th in class one, a they're 13 and 12 on the season. They have the third toughest schedule in class one, a behind uh, George Little Rock and who else? Stanwood North Cedar. But yeah, um, George Lerac has the toughest schedule in uh, Class 1A. Bellevue's at three, so that kind of explains the record. But, uh, yeah, yeah, taking a look at their highs and lows. Their best game was a 34-point win over Durant. Wow. They took, they, they took down KD. Yeah, it was just him, though. <laughs> 5v1. It wasn't really that fair. <laughs> Dude was still overcoming an injury. <laughs> Yeah, Even a- if he had Ben Simmons, he probably would have lost by more. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that that's impressive. Good, good job, Bellevue. Their worst game was a four-point win over. Oh, this is gonna bring back memories, Jesse. They had a four-point win over Bellevue Marquette. Okay, D Wade. <laughs> I'll say because uh, remember that Jordan e- Eagle Cedar guy? What? You remember Jordan Eagle Cedar? Mm-mm. Oh, his uh, Bellevue Marquette was the team that George Soderock, uh beat in the state championship in 06. Oh, that's seven. But a young lad. I have that on DVD if you want to watch it. I sh- we should. I was there. Yeah. I, think uh, I, rode with, I rode with you. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a fun time. We went was, to the state capital. I was playing Lego Star Wars on your uh, Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Yeah. There. And uh, <laughs> I, was, I was in kindergarten. <laughs> But yeah, there's that. Tyler Fluth was is probably the goat of GLR basketball. Um, I mean that that's aside from uh from me, of course. Mm. My, <laughs> I'm sorry um, to I didn't see him shoot 50% from threes. I'm not entirely convinced. No. T- Tyler Fluth was absolutely insane. By far the greatest basketball player I've seen come out of GLR. But uh yeah, uh they probably don't have Jordan Eggleseater anymore. But uh Bellevue, pretty solid team is is what I'm looking at. And yet they're probably going to get spanked because Grandview Christian leading in pretty much every category. I, you know, I want, I want Bellevue to pull it off. It'd be, you know, very satisfying to see that happen. But I mean, you're looking here. Yeah. I'm just going down the line, every category field goal percentage for Grandview Christian, um, 12% better, um, three point percentage, same thing. Um, yeah. All percentages, rebounding is in the favor of Grandview Christian. I don't think there's a category that Bellevue's leading here. Jesse, if it's you gonna, had to, it's gonna be rough. <laughs> if you had to guess what the line was for this game, what would you say? Oh, um, score or just uh, difference? Difference. Ah, uh, 
think it's going to be a 20 point game. Uh, the, the line is, is 25. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it'll be a 20 point game. That, that seems fair. Uh, moving on to the next one. We have Lake Mills. Um, let's get to their page real quick. So Lake Mills is ranked sixth in the state. They are the four seed and they will play Danville. They are the five seed and ranked 14th in class one. A, um, so Lake Mills best game this year was a 38 point win over Dunkerton, which, uh, was the same team that West Lyon beat by about 40 in the state championship back in 2014. I went, I went with you to that one too. We really be hitting all these, uh, all these games together. And so really hoping that, um, Central Line can pull through so we can do the same thing again uh, yeah, we'll, next week. We'll have to keep going. And then when GLR makes it and at some point, we can go back. <laughs> well, we'll probably all be dead by then. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just... give, give it 10 years. We have a, we have a thing about going in the year that ends in eight. Looking at Danville here. Um, pretty sure this is the city Vin- Phineas and Ferber from. Yeah, but other than that, I don't see him on the roster. Uh, their leading score is actually Ferb or Drake Johnson <laughs> or <That's> Ferb. <laughs> actually, their best their best game, uh, the thirty eight point win over Dunkerton. That was their sub state game. They're coming oh. off the best game of the season. <laughs> That's got to feel good. They yeah. are carrying a lot of momentum. Um. Their worst game, though, was a seven-point win over Four City, who's not that good, um, which was later in the season. But, yeah, definitely a, that's a good game to, to come into for, for them. Um, let's see, Danville. Their coach is actor Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Um, their best win was a 30-point win over West Central from Illinois. Uh, so that's pretty Illinoising. Because we can't see what, because for class it doesn't show you how good the team is if they're from a different state. So let me see if I can find a better example. Um, they beat Kelowna Hillcrest by thirty-eight. That was their best game. Their worst game was a twenty-point win over Lone Tree. So it just kind of looks like they don't have a great schedule, but uh, looks like they should be doing all right. Uh, if you have anything to add, I can uh, have you guess on what do you think the line is for this one. Um, yeah, uh, nothing too crazy. Um, Danville throughout the season, not the most effective three point shooting team averaging about 26 from three on the year, um, compared to, um, Lake Mills is 35. So, um, hopefully it doesn't come down to threes or it's going to be a bit of a rough game for Danville, but like you said, they're carrying a lot of momentum into this one. Um, yeah, this is going to be a tough, a, a tough prediction. I don't know. Uh, the, if the, I have to, if I have to, uh, I'm going to go Danville by five. Yeah, uh, the actual uh, line for this one. So it's like this, just like from what we've seen them do so far, nothing like matchup based. Just how much better as a team played this year. The other Lake Mills is supposed to win this one by eight. So pretty, pretty close game, I'd say. Yeah, it should be should be neck and neck. 
Uh, moving on from that one, we have Northland taking on North Mahaska. And uh, Northland ranked number two in the states. Um, their best win was a 77-point win over Prince of Peace. <laughs> um, let's see, Prince of Peace. Yeah, they're ranked 103rd in 1A. <laughs> Why, how can you choose violence against a school named Prince of Peace? That's just – that's wrong. What if I were to tell you that wasn't their largest win total? Oh, my. So they play the 143rd-ranked team. So it's honestly one of the better teams they played this year. Um, they beat Arlington Starmont 28-117. to 117. <laughs> Is this – Either this team's got some depth or coach is not pulling the starters. I have been to a Northland game uh, last year. Coach does not pull the starters. Oh, honestly, coaches get in trouble for stuff like that, man. That is a lot. The, the thing about Northland is they always run a full court press and they never call it off. Oh. And if you get a team that can't handle a full court press, that just turns into a nightmare real quick. Yeah, we were we were pretty confident back back in the day about handling the press, but then we didn't see pass. I mean, we, we saw pass the first round, and that was our issue. So if anyone is listening to this, please do not look past the first round. So the theme of the night is go ahead and look towards the championship game. <laughs> Um, don't even pay attention to what's going on um, before that. You Just pretend you're already in the championship game. It doesn't matter. True. True. Thank you for speaking facts, Jesse. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they'll play um, North Mahaska. And North Mahaska is ranked 18th in the States. Um, their best win was a 32-point win over Linville Sully, um, who is ranked 31st in Class 1A. So that's a pretty solid win. Uh, their worst game was a six-point loss to Marengo, Iowa Valley, who is ranked. Where even are they? They're a little sneakier. Oh, 40th in Class 1A. So, yeah, not not great there, but uh, doesn't seem like a bad team. Um, if you have anything to add before I ask for the uh, the line. Um. No, I, you know, I mean, for a seven seed versus a two seed, these teams don't look that dramatically different. Um, I mean, I see obviously a better field goal percentage from Northland. Um, but other than that, you know, these, I think this is going to be a lot closer game than uh, what Northland is bargaining for. And I actually, um, I'm going to go ahead and predict that. They're going to see an L here. I, I, I don't think – I think it's only going to be – you know, I'm only giving it a point. I'm, I'm going to say we've seen a lot of crazy buzzer beaters so far. Um, in the last two weeks, we've just seen some insane games. And I, I, I really think that um, – yeah, I think Northland is going to underestimate them. And, yeah, I think they're going to – their season's going to end here. Jesse, I also – I should probably point this out. Northland is also in their sixth straight season at Des Moines. Hey, I, I think that's just another reason for them to overestimate or for them to underestimate. Uh, they've seen it all. And for them, this is for this, this is just another, not just another game to them. 
And so I, I don't think that's the case. What about North uh, Mahuska? How many times have they been? Because if this means significantly more to them than it does to North Lynn, um, that could be dangerous for North Lynn. I'm not too sure. I think I've seen them before at state, but I, I don't think I see them there every year. Um, but well, yeah, even if this is a group of guys who've never seen state, um, yeah, that can be a dangerous thing. All right, Jesse, the line for this game is North Lynn by 22 points. Nope. Calling it now. North Mahuska, seven seed, March Madness. Yeah, if if you want, you can uh send me some uh predictions if you if you want in the next like day or two. I mean, obviously before the opening tip, but I'll make mine tomorrow and kind of just post those around just uh just give my predictions. It's it's March Madness. Am I <laughs> I'm guessing, uh, I'm predicting what's going to happen here, right? Not guessing the spread. Uh, no, no, predicting what's going to happen. Okay, good. Because, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Clearly, I'm being a little bold here at 11.42, but feeling good. All right. So, that's, I think that's all our matchups for, nope, nope. That is not all our matchups for Class 1A. I forgot the most important one. Remsen St. Mary's. The three seed, Remsen St. Mary's. They're going to be taking on the six seed, West Harrison. Um, Remsen St. Mary's comes into this ranked third in Class 1A. Uh, their best game was a 48 point win over Woodbury Central. Uh, their worst game was a six point win over HMS. Uh, obviously, HMS is not a great team, but uh, that's why it's the worst game, not the best. Um, meanwhile, West Harrison. They're ranked number 10 in class 1A. Um, their best game was a 35-point win over am – I, am I allowed to say that? I can't that, – that, that school's got a swear word in it. I can't say that. Um, over some Bayard. Bayard's one of the towns. Um, <laughs> and ironically, their worst game was to the same team. Uh, they beat them 35 points in one game, lost to them by 15 in the next – um, and this team's ranked, let's see, 29th in Class 1A. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, yeah, they they come into this one. And it uh, looks like, a uh, Jesse, if you have anything to add before I tell you the spread for this one. Well, uh, Remsen St. Mary's has a cross in their logo, and West Harrison does not. So I think we know how this is going to go, man. That's true. Jesus loves them more. <laughs> <laughs> that. Uh, no, <laughs> I am a, uh, I'm a youth pastor. That is not sound theology. Um, I, you know, I, they are 24 and zero. So maybe the cross and the logo is working. I don't know, but um, I, I don't think that's, I do think Remsen St. Mary's is going to win here. I, I mean, they're 24 and on the season. Um, I, I don't, I don't think they're going to take their, their L here. At least not this soon. Um, if I had to guess, it's probably a – I'm going to guess it's probably a 12, 15-point spread in favor of Remsen St. Mary's. Um, but I'm going to predict Remsen St. Mary's to win by uh, probably 22. Yeah, the spread for this one is Remsen St. Mary's by 12. So that's a pretty sound, sound guess. All right, if we want to move on from that one, let's go to the uh, one we'll probably be, be paying more attention to. 
um, in class 2A. And uh, let's see if we can get through this at least a little quicker, besides obviously the Siouxland teams. Um, but yeah, so we have in class 2A, Central Lion taking on Red Oak. We all know Central Lion. <laughs> they are ranked third in class 2A. Um, obviously, Siouxland Conference, their best game was a 49-point win over Sioux Center. Um, and their worst game was a 20-point win over Sioux Center. And obviously, that Sioux Center game was absolutely insane to a take an actually pretty decent team and just actually make them, make them look like a middle school team. And then uh, worst game, obviously, Sioux Center beating them by 20 is, uh, you know, it's not terrible. <laughs> it is simply cheating, but at the same time, I don't know. Winning by twenty is still just kind of like a yeah. We kind of just let let our foot off the gas. Yeah, and and just looking at these two teams side by side, obviously, yeah, we've talked a lot about Central Line, uh, probably the team we know best, uh, definitely the team we know best in all of this. Um, but looking at the stat lines, uh, Central Line. Yeah, a lot, a lot better shooting team in terms of field goal percentage. Um, but in terms of, you know, free throws, rebounds, um, both offensive and defensive, these teams are pretty close. Um, so, I mean, Central Lion, they're hitting their shots. This shouldn't be an issue for them. Um, but, yeah, I think they really just got to uh, be on the offensive and um, really be aware that this is still a team that could put up a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I don't, I don't think they've probably had as tough a schedule as central line either. Maybe that's, maybe I'm wrong. Um, they are 18 and seven. So, um, I mean, yeah, unfortunately they have to play the number one seed, which is central line, but I think this, I think this team, uh, could still give central line a little bit of a fight. Um, but yeah, again, both teams play their best basketball. Shouldn't be any issue for central line. Yeah. So, uh, red Oak, uh, they're ranked 32. In class 2A, their best game was a two-point win over Van Meter. And uh, Van Meter is ranked, where is Van Meter? They're usually up there. I'm surprised they didn't make it this year. Oh, yeah, that was their last game. Um, uh, Van Meter is ranked ninth in class 2A. And, uh, yeah, that was their their best game. The strength was at 103.29, while... uh, Central Lions' worst game strength was at 94.95. So, I mean, it's still still in that. Like, an upset is probably not probable, but definitely possible. If uh, Obviously, if Central Lions playing their worst and uh, Red Oaks playing their best. So, I think Aaron's next question is going to be, uh, Jesse, any predictions? Unless you got anything else to add, Aaron. Uh, no. What, what, what do you think? Well, if I have to guess the spread on this, we're probably looking at, like, a – Oh, it's got to be a biggie. Uh, it's probably probably like a 30-point spread in favor of Central Lion. I think they'll probably win by about 18. Yeah. Um, spread on this one is 25. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, that I think Central Lion should not, shouldn't have really too big of an issue for uh, taking care of this team. So, hopefully uh, – <laughs> I should keep guessing these spreads. I'm, you know, I'm pretty close. <laughs> I guess I do have all the stats in front of me, so it's, you know, it's probably not that hard, but still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, 
these teams definitely uh it's definitely a big central lion favor but uh good on good on red oak hopefully they can i mean hopefully they don't give us a show but, <laughs> but yeah central lion by 25 is spread i'd probably take that <laughs> as uh, these teams probably the most uh, opposite as we'll see this year uh moving on we have pella christian taking on roland story and uh pella christian uh, I actually thought they were a bit underrated uh, for, for this. They are ranked fourth in class 2A. Um, their best win was a 41-point win over Eddieville Blake, Blakesburg Fremont, who is ranked, let's see, where are they at? 24th in class 2A. So, I mean, that's really good, especially talking that much. Worst game was a 30 point loss to Grimes, Dallas Center, Grimes. Hey, that's where they're practicing, aren't they? Um, yes, sir. Central Lions practicing there. Man, I wonder who told us that. Uh, no comment. Yeah, no comment. Um, but they're, they're, <laughs> ranked, they're ranked number one in class 3A. So, I mean, that's tough. But at the same time, that's a really good team. Um, but yeah, I don't really have too much to add to that. Do you have anything to add to this one? Um, last 10 games, uh, Roland 10 and 0, Pella, uh, Christian is eight and two. Obviously, uh, no team has lost their last few games or they wouldn't be here. Um, so they're care- they're both carrying a good amount of momentum, obviously, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you, you think Pella Christian should have been a higher rank? Is that? Thought they're underrated. Is that kind of what your take on um, this is here? I don't know. I like underrated and like I think they probably should be like the three seed instead of the four, which isn't a big deal, but like kind of thought that was a little odd that they were at four instead of three. So what what would your prediction on the game be, Aaron? I'm curious. Well, I guess you have the spread in front of you. So I'll throw out mine quick. Um, I really, I don't know. I think uh, Roland Christian, uh, or excuse me, Roland Story versus Pella Christian. I think Roland Story is, um, I think they're going to pull out the dub. I don't know. Both these teams in the statistical categories are pretty evenly matched, but um, Roland Story is a bit of a better free throw shooter, and I could just see this game coming down to that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go with Roland story and two point game. Yeah, spread on this one is Pella Christian by eight. So that's not very far off. It's just, that's, I think it should be pretty good. Good game going, going for that one. Uh, moving on from that one, we have a Siouxland conference team. We have rock Valley taking on Jessup. So for this one, rock Valley comes into this ranked fifth in class two a, Best game was a 37-point win over Unity Christian, who's ranked 16th in Class 2A. And their worst game was a two-point win over Spirit Lake, who's not doing great this year without Vance. Um, <laughs> wonder how that happened. But, uh, yeah, that's that's basically the story we got for Rock Valley. Uh, and for Jessup, they're ranked 17th in Class 2A. Uh, their best win was a 54-point win over East Marshall. And uh, East Marshall, oh, this team also played Don Bosco and won. That must be nice. Um, 
East Marshall ranked 78th in Class 2A. Their worst game was a 39-point loss to Applington Parkersburg, um, who was ranked 6th in Class 2A. However, that was also the team they beat to get here. So that team is definitely riding a high. They're a uh, 12-point underdog in the last game. They pull out the dub by five. Yeah, I uh, all respect to Jessup, um, but what we saw in Rock Valley versus Esterville, uh, yeah, I think this team, this team looked worse throughout the year than they are because they're in Siouxland. I mean, really, once again, proving we have some of the best basketball up here in Northwest Iowa, and I think Rock Valley is just going to make that apparent um, yet again because. I don't see them going home this early. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I guess Jessup and like Appleton Parkersburg, that matchup is kind of like, as far as talent wise, about the the same as what this is. But yeah, um, you have any predictions for this? I think Rock Valley by. 22. Yeah, the, the line for this one is Rock Valley by 13. But I hope your prediction is more accurate. I, you know, after playing Esterville and making them look like they were playing a sixth grade team, they, they're they really hitting their stride. You know, I I unfortunately think that, I, I mean, it's a good thing, uh, rep in Siouxland, um, but they're, I think... You know, I think they're probably making it to the championship game. Um, I'm calling it here early, but I really think they're going to be a bulldozer uh, through these next couple of games. So, uh, yeah, I I don't see much. Obviously, Jessup is still a great team, and uh, they play the games for a reason, um, but I, I can't see them going home uh, this early in the week. Yeah, yeah, Rockefeller should be really good in this one. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really all I have for that. Um, both 19 and five, obviously Rock Valley plays a better schedule. Hoping for the best of luck for Rock Valley. Um, then next one, we got mid Prairie and Monticello. Um, mid Prairie comes to this one, ranked seventh in class two a, their best win was a 31 point win over Wilton and, uh, Wilton's ranked 25th in class two a worst game was a 19 point win over Iowa city, Regina. And uh, they're ranked 70th in Class 2A. Uh, and then on the other side, we have Monticello, Monticello, whatever. Uh, I actually don't know how to pronounce that. But uh, their their best game was a 30-point win over West Branch. And uh, West Branch, where are they ranked? 41st in Class 2A. Well, their worst game was a one-point win over Walk-On. And walk-on is ranked 55th in Class 2A. So not a great game for that, but uh, here they are at State. Uh, what are you thinking, Jesse? Well, if you look at, um, yeah, some of uh, Monticello's most recent games, they actually lost um, in early February to Mid-Prairie. And so and that was a 15-point loss. Um, yeah, it, and even looking at how Monticello's kind of made it to this point, um, they they really haven't had many blowout wins. Um, I guess they beat um, 
MFL Mar Mac by 18. Uh, but you know, I, mid Prairie undefeated on the season. Um, it looks like they've made a lot of teams um, kind of like with Rock Valley and uh, Esterville just, just made it look like they're playing a middle school team or a freshman team. And so, yeah, I think mid Prairie's, I think they're going to make it out on top. And I, I don't even think it's really going to be um, too much of a nail biter in this one. Yeah. Um, if you had to guess a spread for this, what do you think? What do you think it is? Uh, spread. I'm going to probably guess probably mid prairie. I'm just going to take their last game. I'm going to take mid prairie by 15. So it's actually uh mid prairie by nine, but also very good guess. Not a lot of spreads end up being like super close to, to the actual game because you know, matchups and stuff, but uh, yeah, I think mid prairie is definitely the, uh, the favor in this one, but obviously not by too much. Uh, but yeah, should be a good one. I'm um, really looking at two matchups in, in class 2A, so hopefully those go the way we want them. Uh, moving on from class 2A, 3 and 4A, I'm just going to go by fairly quick just because usually there's not a lot of teams in Northwest Iowa and the big boy schools from our small school area. But uh, let's go through it real quick, and uh, we'll, we'll send you listeners on your way. I'm sure you love listening to this extent of the uh, – the podcast. I mean, hey, it's a long drive. And we're just going to keep, so our next two-hour special will be Aaron singing uh, the hit single Baby by Justin Bieber. Um, so just keep tuned for that. We he's just going to keep, he's going to keep singing until our listener base is zero. Um, we're trying to recreate so Bev and Bob. Uh, this, this podcast has been brought to you by Bev and Bob. Go to YouTube in your browser, type in Bev and Bob. You won't be disappointed. Thank you. Absolutely will not. So first one, we got Dallas Center Grimes against Carroll. Um, Dallas Center Grimes. Wow. Look at that. Looks like they have to practice too. Um, so they're ranked number one in class 3A. Their best game was a 30-point win over Pella Christian, who was also in the state tournament. Um, and the worst game is a 30 point loss to Indianola, who's ranked number seven in class four a, uh, so yeah, overall pretty good team, pretty good team. Um, they play in little Hawkeye, which is pretty much all four a schools. So that's, uh, they got some good competition up there. Um, what, what are your thoughts of, of this matchup between that and then Carol, um, ranked 12th. Yeah, I I don't think in uh, in good conscience you could you can make a huge case for Carroll. Um, good basketball team, uh, but yeah, Dallas Center Grimes. I mean, yeah, you, they're a good team. They're they're number one for a reason. Um, yeah, and like you said, their record probably doesn't reflect what they are as a team. They're playing four uh, A teams night in and night out, and so. Um, for them to be 19 and five against those teams, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, absolutely. They've beaten, let's see, they beat number seven in class 4A. They've beaten, let's see if I can find anything. Uh, it looks like seven might be their, their most. It looks like a 3A, 4A with a lot of 4A in. But yeah, they beat number seven. They've played number four twice, actually. And yeah, it seems like a pretty tough schedule. 
Uh, if you had to guess the line, what do you think this one is? Mm, I guess uh, the line is probably 12 in favor of Dallas Center Grimes, but that's pretty conservative. It's uh, 13 Dallas Center Grimes. Oh. Look at that. That should be. I feel like all of 3A and 4A are a lot closer just because there's about eight teams there. Um, so next up, we have Winterset against Marion. Um, Winterset, uh, let's see. All right, so Winterset coming into this one. Uh, let's see this which. Their rank's number four. Um, I mean, that's what their seat is. They're ranked six in Class 3A. Um, their best win was a 23-point thir- win over Carroll, who's ranked 12th in Class 3A, um, and who is also at State. Um, their worst game was a 15-point loss to ADM, who's 22nd in Class 3A. Uh, they'll be taking on Marion, who's ranked 19th. So honestly, kind of a uh, lopsided 4-5 um, matchup as far as rankings go. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, what do you think? What do you think the line is? Sorry, I, I had nothing to add there. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> no, it's it's three A. Oh man. Um, guess the line or guess the outcome. Uh, line. Oh crap. Um, let's go ahead and say <sighs> winner set by five. Uh, line for this one is winner set by nine. Okay. Okay. Sh- should still be a close one. Um, now we have the two seven matchup, which will feature uh, number seven team is central DeWitt and the number two seed with the uh, best uh, and W I've ever had is Decora. And a great logo. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, definitely. There's no, my favorite NFL team does definitely not have that logo. No, Aaron, there's orange on it. It's way oh, different. Oh, okay, okay. I get you, I get you. Uh, but Decora comes into this ranked two in Class 3A. Um, their best game was a 55-point win over Denver. Went all the way to Colorado for that one. Um, they're ranked 29th in Class 2A. While their worst game was a 16-point win over Cresco, Crestwood. Um, they're ranked 57th in Class 3A. So, I mean, not, not terrible, but uh, seems like a pretty good team. That's why they're number two. Um, and they'll be taking on Central Clinton, who is, uh, why I say Central Clinton? Right? Central DeWitt. I don't know why I said Central Clinton. They must be in Clinton. But, uh, yeah, they're ranked 21st in Class 3A. Got anything to add for that, GSE? Uh, with a 2-1, 22-1 record, yeah, Decora could have even maybe been a one seed. I don't know. That might be pushing it. But, um, yeah, I again, it's going to be pretty one-sided. Um, kind of like the two-way matchup uh, with Rock Valley being the two seed. I think I think you've got a, a significantly better two seed here. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe uh, Central DeWitt will prove me wrong. But my money's on Decora. If I had to guess the spread, we're probably looking at a 12-point uh, spread on Decora. Once again, Jesse, it's a 13-point spread. Feeling good tonight. Yeah, doing good, doing good. Uh, then last matchup, we have our quote-unquote quote unquote, Northwest Iowa team in Humboldt 
taking on Assumption. Uh, Humboldt is ranked 17 in class 3A, while Assumption is um, ranked 10th. So that, that that's a, our 3-6 matchup. Um, so Davenport Assumption, their best win was a 11-point win over Dubuque Waller, who's ranked 8th in class 3A. And their worst game was a 10-point loss to Central DeWitt, who is the, uh, I believe, 7th seed. So, yeah, not a terrible um, worst game, obviously. Um, but they'll be taking on Humboldt, who's ranked 17th in Class 3A, like I said. I uh, have anything to add for that, Jesse? Uh, yeah, uh, Assumption's leading scorers on the year, their two leading scorers are both shooting um, above 50% field goal so uh, they've got some really effective shooters so yeah I think Assumption's gonna they're gonna be pretty dangerous and I could see them ending Humboldt season absolutely very scary team uh what do you think the uh the line is for this one I'm gonna say seven point spread for Assumption it's actually a three point spread for Assumption wow wow and Humboldt has been playing the Cinderella as of late so I mean it is March, so hopefully they'll they'll be good for Humboldt. Anything can happen. Yeah, absolutely. It is March, and I do have a rec league game tomorrow, and we are the second worst team in the Division One league. So I mean, <laughs> it is March. You're not. If you're not last, you're first. True. True. That's that's definitely how it says. Uh, ready to do? We'll go over four uh, A, which we have no um, Siouxland teams in. Just kind of. The most boring class, if you if if I might say, definitely no talents in four A. Yeah, let's head to the big city. Um, lame. Speaking <laughs> of lames, our one eight matchup uh, starts with lames and Burlington. So, yeah, so I think uh, Ames is going to be great because they're a town famous for their tap water. Um, so yeah. Man, I couldn't imagine. Could you imagine spending like four years in Lames, Iowa? No, I couldn't. Definitely uh, didn't have a brother who did that. No, that'd, that'd be really dumb. I don't even think I'd call him a brother anymore after that. <laughs> At least Jay, I don't think Jason's going to Iowa State, but we'll see. He's he's going to the, the best university in the entire state, the most you likely University of Iowa. That's what it sounds like right now. You know, we'll see how this whole uh, state thing plays out. Maybe we'll get some offers from Mike Creighton or something. Yeah, but. yeah, absolutely. I'll, might see Fran there even. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Maybe I'll watch the 2A. <laughs> Just for the 2A. Um, so, yeah, we have um, Lames is ranked two in Class 4A. Um, and they'll be playing Burlington ranked 29th. Uh, you got a spread for me? Um, yeah, <laughs> Ames by 17. <clears throat> Ames by 25 is the spread. Oh, wow. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, in 4A, that's rough. So moving Burlington, on. From... <laughs> Burlington is scared right now. Moving on from that, we got uh, Cedar Rapids Kennedy taking on Waukee North. Uh, Cedar Rapids Kennedy is ranked fifth in class 4A. Uh, best game was a 40-point win over Jefferson, and the worst game was a seven-point loss to Linmar. Um, 
And Waukee Northwest is actually ranked higher in class four. They're three. Um, so interesting four or five matchup. All I know about Waukee Northeast is that Peyton Sanford's little brother plays there. And uh, to Cedar Rapids Kennedy, if one more team steals Kansas State's logo, <laughs> I'm going to lose it. It's not original at this point. I don't why that logo? I don't know. I just asked Okaboji about that one. Um, <laughs> but what, what do you think the spread we got in this one? Oh, boy. Well, I mean, seeing that they got – I don't know. These teams are – records are close. Um. Let's say Cedar Rapids Kennedy by two. It's actually Waukee by four. Wow. 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 Let's give the edge to the five seed. Um, next up, we have a team who you might be familiar with their town. Um, Cedar Falls. Yeah. Uh, they're taking on Prairie, which is uh, the college was right by Kirkwood when I went there. Um, yeah. Uh, Cedar Falls ranked eighth in class 4a while prairie is ranked 11th um their best win was a 41 point win over iowa city high uh don't get too excited jesse iowa city west is the real iowa city high school um and then <laughs> their worst game was a 12 point loss to uh, cedar rapids jefferson they'll be playing prairie who's uh ranked 11th yeah cedar falls um Saw a lot of this merch going through Walmart when I was a college student in University of Northern Iowa. But, no, they, they know how to play ball there. I mean, I, yeah, if I have to guess the spread on this one, um, I'm saying it's probably Cedar Falls by um, 14. It is uh, Cedar Falls by four. What? Yeah, really, really close spread. These teams get really, really close in 4A especially. Wow. Surprisingly, a two and a seven seed four. Okay. Uh, then lastly, to close this out, this very short pod, um, we have Johnston and Ankeny. And uh, Johnston is ranked four in class 4A. The rest game came against uh, Mason City when they beat them by 46. And their worst game was uh, came against Pleasant Hill Southeast Polk, where they lost by one. Um. And yeah, Ankeny's ranked sixth in class four A, while Johnson's ranked four. Uh, do you, what what do you have for thoughts on this one, Jesse? Um, I think I'm just kind of looking here. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like Johnston's had some good games. Um, yeah, their last game on the first, they uh, won fifty five to thirty one. So they're carrying. Um, quite a bit of confidence going into this game while Ankeny only won their last game by five against Waukee. Um, and that being said, I, Johnston is three seed versus six seed for a reason. So uh, I'm, I'm going to guess the spread is Johnston five. Uh, it's actually Johnston three. So this okay. will be a close one. Uh, yeah. I mean, for you, it gets really tough. It really takes a toll on you and you have to win an entire two games, make it to state. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that can be exhausting. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't want to play two games to make it a state. That'd be that'd be too much work. But, uh, yeah, we, we have officially covered all the sub-states and uh, state. I'll have some predictions for myself out, and then if Jesse wants to, we can put some out there too. Sounds like a plan. 
All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining Siouxland Ballcast. Um, we will see you guys next time. And I uh, hope you enjoyed this. And uh, let's have some fun in, in Des Moines. We'll see you guys there. Back out three is good by Aaron Hangay. Rattles in and out. Trick with the putback.